Welcome to the Harvest Sound Podcast. For music and mission, truth and prophecy, creativity and compassion merge as one. Well, praise God. It's good to be with you guys this morning. How's everybody doing? Awesome. Dane, why don't you come up here and we're gonna, uh, he's going to read the scripture for us. Uh, Abby, if you'd put that up, the Hebrews 4.15. Who was that? Yeah, let's stand for the reading of God's word. Uh, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize. We do not, that's right, have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Hebrews 4, 15. You may be seated. Awesome. Thank you, Dane. Praise God. Well, so at the beginning of this year, I really felt the Holy Spirit telling me, that 2022 is the year of the immune system. The year of the immune system. And I just, I wanted to preach on it. So um, I'm, you know, I'm no doctor, so I'm not really going to get into the, the nitty gritty of the immune system. But I, if you know me, you know I love object lessons and acronyms and all these things. So I had some fun getting creative with this. So Hebrews 4.15, what we just read here, Jesus is our immunity. He went through everything, anything that you're ever going to go through in life. Guess what? Jesus went through it. He was tempted. He was tried. And he was found faithful. Amen? He was found faithful. And the blood of Jesus, who's been washed by the blood of Jesus? There's nothing like it. And he is our immunity. So Jesus was fully God and fully man. We just celebrated his birth, right? And uh, he set the perfect example for us. The perfect example. And the blood of Jesus grants us immunity. So some may ask, immunity to what? Well, immunity to sin, to the world, to the flesh, and the devil. Who wants some of that, right? So none of those things... If you're a believer in Christ, if you have the blood of Jesus on you, like the Israelites did when they put the blood of the lamb over their, the lentil and the doorposts of their homes, the angel of death could not get access. Amen? And death and the grave and the devil, they do not have access to our lives when we have the blood of Jesus. And there's no, there's no greater hope than that. That's why we can celebrate, even though it's a... It's a Tremendous loss, and, and it grieves us uh, tremendously. But, um, you know, Mr. McLeod, uh, Grandpa McLeod, him passing into eternity, even death has lost its sting because of Jesus, right? And we don't grieve like the world does, that this life is all we have. You know, the warnings in Scripture that don't just go after the things of this world. We're, we're supposed to be storing up treasures in heaven. Okay. So Jesus gr- grants us that immunity, Okay. It's the only way. It's the blood of Jesus. So Romans 8, 8, 37 to 39. I'm just going to read this for you guys. And we got it on the screen there. So we're going to start at 37, actually. Sorry about that, Abby. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Someone say, more than a conquerer. More than a conqueror. Through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor uh, rulers 
nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Who's encouraged by that? Nothing, nothing's ever gonna steal your joy, your inheritance, your life, your, the fullness of who you are as a person that God made. You are, if you're surrendered to Christ, you are fully his and no one can ever separate you from him, from his love, amen? Man, that's a good word right there. So we know, knowing this, right, that Jesus, because of his blood, nothing that we've done, none of of our, our works of righteousness, right, only because of his sacrifice, we've been given that immunity, we've been given that power. Someone say power. So knowing that, we're gonna jump in here. So, um, this is, how to, this is how to boost your immune system. I will be dropping some practical hints, okay, because it's, you know, it's, it's just winter time and we need to be boosting that immune system. But, um, yeah, so the, uh, yeah, we're going to, but this is mostly spiritual, okay, so how we can be boosting our spirits, amen. And that's, uh, they're, they're, it's all very important, but God wants us to, even as we're wasting away, Paul talks about, right, even though... <laughs> Someone may find a few gray hairs every now and then, or, you know, things aren't, that your clothes don't fit the way they used to, or, you know, you're a little short. Like, there's things that waste away. Gravity, right? Gravity and, and age and decay. It's, you know, I mean, even, you know, your pizza, or I had this cheese in the fridge, man. It was really good cheese, and I forgot about it. And then when I opened it up, it was disgusting. Like, it was just covered in mold. Things are wasting away. Lord. <laughs> Can't wait for glory when we don't have that anymore. The cheese, oh Lord. Yeah. Okay, so here we go. You guys ready for, and I have object lessons. So uh, Bob Jones, he was uh, kind of a spiritual father to Pastor Scott and Pastor Sarah, and he's gone on to be with the Lord, but tremendous prophetic man of God, just really kind of out there, but had such a sweet relationship with the Lord. And he died and went to heaven and came back and had this whole experience. Well, he actually has a a sermon and I found it in book form. You can get it on Amazon if you want. And I think it's just called The Fruit of the Spirit. It's by Bob and and Bob and Bonnie Jones. And the Lord showed him in a vision all nine fruits of the spirit and actual fruit for each one. And that just tickled me, man. I loved it. I think when he was here one time, he preached on that. And I was just, I was like, that's so cool. Which, you know, what's the fruit for this? What's the fruit for that? So you can check that book out if you want. I, I couldn't really find a, a sermon, like an audio sermon. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. But anyways, the first, first fruit, or actually not the first fruit, but we are going to talk about the grapefruit. We got a grapefruit tasty. They're in season right now. We'll put that there for you guys to see. So the grapefruit, can anyone take a guess what fruit of the spirit that is? Self-control. It's sweet and it's sour. It's self-control. Watch out for that pith, right? P-I-T-H. Um, Sweet and sour. So it's got vitamin C. I know, here's the deal, guys. Oranges, they just get the spotlight for vitamin C. Just without fail on all those like vitamin C bottles, it's the orange. We all love oranges. And I'll tell you this, spoiler alert, orange is in one of the fruits of the spirit Bob Jones had. I'm not going to tell you which one. You got to read it for yourself. But we're focusing right here on this guy, this guy the grapefruit. So it's got, it's sweet, it's sour, it's got vitamin C, and it's self-control. Who... 
who is grateful for self-control in their life? For the fruit, it's a fruit of the spirit, guys. It's not, it's not something we muster up in ourselves. Self-control flows out of who God is. It's a fruit of the spirit. When Jesus was on earth, he had all power and authority. He could have called down angels to get him off the cross, but he had self-control. So self-control, here's a few practical things, and we can relate them spiritually, of course, but sugar can weaken your immune system. And by the way, uh, just because I had it in my notes somewhere, I don't know where it went. The immune system, it's worth looking up videos about and reading about. It is amazing. Did you know that when you get a mosquito bite, that horrible bump and itchiness and all that's going on, you know that that's actually your immune system responding. I didn't know that. So it creates a bump, there's uh, fluid release, there's these different, there's a bunch of different cells the immune system works, there's T cells and all these, yeah, you gotta, like I said, I'm no doctor, so I'm no pro at this, but it basically sends out a distress, distress signal to the immune system to rush and in and help because that mosquito could be carrying who knows what, right? The body is amazing. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And um, so we're talking about Boosting the immune system and, and boosting our spirit. So sugar can weaken your immune system. So if you're dealing with some sniffly nose or scratchy throat or whatever, say no to that sugar. Put that Captain Crunch away. There's uh, even, even some juice. I mean, there's just a lot of sugar in there. Just be careful, you know. Was, uh, who's been doing that? Who's been doing a good job? I'm curious. Anyone want to toot their own horn? You've been doing a good job avoiding the sugar. Hey, praise God. we got a healthy church. So watch what you're feeding your body. That's what self-control is about. Watch what you're feeding your body. Watch what you're feeding your spirit. And uh, this fast, for we are, we are in a fast. We're ending it today. Who's excited about that? <laughs> <We've> been, <laughs> How many of you, was this the longest fast you've ever done? A whole week, yeah, a week. So this fast, I mean, you guys did it. Like, you should be up here preaching about self-control. <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night. Now, I know when I do fasts, usually, like, after the couple, first couple days, I'm just, I sleep like a rock. <laughs> My body is like, this is all I have. <laughs> Let me rest. Um, but fasting is, is like an ultimate form of self-control, for sure. So... Jesus, you know, when he, fa he fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and then he went into the wilderness. So he had self-control to say no to food, and, you know, I'm sure he had some water, but no Juicy Juice, no Smoothie King, who's been tempted by Smoothie King when you're on a fast. <laughs> we used to do that because we'd do like, oh, you could do smoothies. I'd go to Smoothie King and get like the Peanut Power Plus and in the biggest size. Who's ever had the biggest smoothie there? It is like, give me a life preserver because I'm about to drown. <laughs> that thing is huge. And then you'd feel awful because it was just like so much peanut butter smoothie in your stomach. Yeah. But I just remember thinking, this thing is glorious. <laughs> Don't do that, guys. Don't. Uh, I mean, if you're doing a smoothie fast, I guess it's fine, but I don't know. Watch it. So Jesus, he said no to that. He said no to the Smoothie King, all these things. He goes into the wilderness, and then he's totally alone. You ever think about that? Like um, self-control, like there's a saying, you know, it's who you really are. It's, it's who you are when you're alone. And Jesus was so dependent upon the Father and 
so he's alone, he's been fasting, and then the devil comes, and I don't think we realize like the weight of the temptation the devil was giving him. It's easy to think of the devil as this just pathetic, like pitchfork guy, like, hey, like, like, y'all give me the kingdom, and you know, it just, it's like really corny, and it's like, of course it's easy to say no to that jerk, like, but the, I mean, who's been actually tempted before? I mean, who's, like, let's get real, who's been tempted with lust and different things? I mean, the, it, he masquerades as an angel of light. It, it was, I mean, it must have been so heavy upon him. Jesus, thank you for saying no. Thank you for being faithful, Lord. The weight that was upon him, the self-control he had to say no and only use the word of God. He didn't have, he, the temptation for us to get in and, and use our own words and our own reasoning and our own, this, that, the other thing, he only used the word of God. Amen? So he used that self-control. Because we're in Christ, guys, we can tap into that. That's ours for the taking. So we receive that right now, Lord. Uh, just a quick story about self-control. So when I was, I must have been 10 or 11, I was a little guy, and I this was at my parents' house when I was growing up up in New Jersey. They have some land, and we were in the woods, kind of, and we had um, a couple horses, so we had these big paddocks, like this one that was just really long, and we would camp out in there with, with our church and stuff, and I don't know if we were doing, I think we were doing like a camping thing, but one of, my, one of my favorite games to play with all my friends was once it got dark at night, we'd play Manhunt. Has anyone ever played Manhunt? It's like, it gets your heart racing so much, man. Oh my goodness. So there's like a team, I, I forget the, how you split people up, but there's a team that's trying to tag other people. And then there's another team that like, you can do whatever you want. It's not like capture the flag where there's a goal. Like you can literally just go hide the whole time. But you win by having more people not found than found. And if you're trying to get people out, like that's kind of how it works, right? So it's just like an elaborate game of tag. But it's at night and we're like, it's just it's super intense. And we had built this teepee. I was homeschooled and my mom was all about doing projects and learning. And so we had built this teepee and it was by the, the bonfire. So the bonfire was where everyone, like the parents were hanging out and some of the other team was there. And I just remember like lying in, in the grass and the grass is already wet because it's nighttime. The dew is already happening, you know? So you're in this grass all like kind of wet and just peering through the bottom of the, the fabric of the teepee. My heart's pounding. Like, no one knows I'm here. <laughs> I like crept up all the way to the tent. And then I think I hear my brother say, like he was on the other team and he was like, yeah, like I think we got everyone or something. And I just couldn't resist Austin. Why couldn't you just wait it out? I had to jump out and say, you didn't get me. <laughs> and then I just ran and then like they caught me immediately because <laughs> I was a little shrimp. <laughs> Oh, it's okay, little Austin. You, it's okay. I did not have self-control. Celebrated too early, as they say, right? So uh, here's a few ways we can strengthen our self-control, some practical ways. Ask, do I really need a snack right now? Like, really, really do I need a snack? Ooh. <laughs> quiet. Um, will I wither up and die if I don't have dessert every single day? No. And maybe I could cut out TV once or twice a day a week or something that I think I really need. Maybe I don't need to be doing that every day. 
they're having a fun time in there, man. I want to join them. <laughs> Woo. And uh, stop, maybe stop yourself before you're going to make an impulse buy. Do I really need to do this? Especially if it's a real problem in your life. And, and also asking for accountability. Um, you know, because that, that could be a real problem for some people. Something we don't really talk about a lot, but, uh, you know, we see people gambling with big, pro- like, huge gambling issues, and we're like, well, they're the ones with the problem, but we all have our little issues. Um, so, yeah, stick to your workout schedule. Anyone have a workout schedule? Got to stick to it. Lord, help me with that. That's a big one for me. And did you set a budget? If you set a budget, uh, one thing that can really help, I know it's kind of hard in today's society, but having envelopes that you label and you put cash in them. So this is my eating out money. And once the money's gone, guess what? I can't eat out anymore. What a concept. Yeah, Dave Ramsey, yeah. I'm going Dave Ramsey on you. But just putting things in place that'll help you, right? We need tools. We need tools, man. And I mean, that you can't look to the world, you can't look to certain, like, other places for help with these things, because it's like, give us your money, you know, like, you need, to, you need the Lord, you need good friends. David said in Psalm 16, verse 6, my boundaries have fallen in pleasant places. My boundaries, I only have this much, but what I got is good. Say, say to yourself, what I got is good. What I got is very good. Listen, the grass, it ain't greener on the other side, okay? Am I... <laughs> um, yeah, my boundaries are good. And uh, you'd, I, this is just my take, but I don't think you really enjoy what you have until you've learned to manage it well. Um, self-control isn't always just about saying no to things either. It's about saying yes to the right things, right? So you guys all came to church today. That's amazing. You know, people were getting free in worship. There's, there's good. Now, someone help me here. What's that quote about? Uh, it's like starve a cold, starve a cold. What is? I don't. It's basically like feed, like feed yourself, right? Um, and eating, eating the right things. So we're not just saying with self control, like no to everything. <laughs> no, we're saying yes to the right things. So ask, ask the Lord, Holy Spirit, help us, help us say yes to the right things. Okay, we got to keep moving here. The next thing is a pillow. Does anyone want to guess what this is for? Good sleep. It's not a fruit of the spirit, no. (laughs) Good sleep. This one has French words. I don't know if it actually means anything. Enterprise. Yeah, I'm not going to try to read that. My French is no bueno. Good sleep. Amen. Hallelujah. Who needs some good sleep? Woo, come on, Lord. Take us to the throne zone. A good night's sleep or a long nap will do wonders for the immune system. All right, Abby, you have that Hebrew scripture for us. Hebrews 4, 9 through 11 says, There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever enters God's rest also rests from his own work, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will fall by following the same pattern of disobedience. The disobedience there is talking about hardening your heart. And uh, who wants to enter that rest? Every time I read this, man, I'm like, 
sign me up. I'm going in there. I want that rest. Now, that I did look up that word that's used for rest there, and it means a putting to rest, calming of the winds, a resting place. Um, and then it says, the heavenly blessedness in which God dwells and of which he has promised to make pers- persevering believers in Christ partakers after the toils and trials of life on earth are ended. So that's that place. That's what we're longing for, right? That, that eternal rest. We say, you know, when someone passes away, rest in peace. Or as the kids say, rip, right? I don't know. So we enter that rest. So rest is a, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Rest is a pattern that's modeled by God, which is pretty weird because do you think God needs to sleep? No. But after he made everything, man, he just took a nap. He just rested. And I, he was modeling for us, I believe, that pattern of you work hard and then you rest. And doesn't that feel amazing when you just give it your all, work hard, and then you just get knocked out? So here's, um, yeah, so when your body, when you're sleeping, your body produces something called T-cells. T-pose, T-cells. When you sleep, uh, and so this is a kind of cell, it fights off colds and flus and all these things. So it's been proven that sleep helps boost your immune system. And who of you, who's here has ever been just like knocked out when they're sick? Like, like maybe not even with the night quill added, like, because people say that, and I think that it does help, but I know for me, when I'm sick, man, there's times, like, in the middle of the day, like, I've already slept through the night, and I'm, like, just out on the couch, like, deep in REM, like, (laughs) nothing would wake me up. You guys ever done that? Anyone ever slept for, like, 12 hours straight or something? And then you wake up, you're, like, oh, my goodness, I feel like, you know, Iron Man being recharged, I mean, that's your body doing what it needs to do. And uh, another quick story. I remember when I had my appendix taken out when I was 16, and my little sister Kayla, a lot of you guys know her, she was only like three. I think she was three at the time. She's super cute, curls. And I just remember, you know, when they give you that stuff, you just go out. It's the weirdest. It doesn't even feel like sleep at all. It feels like my system's been shut down, like, you know, you're just out. And I remember coming out of like the deepest, like imagine your body like being pulled up out of like a thousand fathoms from the ocean, like just to wake up. It's so, your eyelids weigh a thousand pounds. I remember waking up and just seeing Kayla's little cute face and her eyes like look of concern at me. And I just go, uh, and then just go right back to sleep. My eyes were like, dong. Anyone ever been there? It's just a weird feeling, man. So sleep is really, really helpful for us. And God wants us to enter his sleep and his rest. Adam was put in a deep sleep when God made Eve, Eve, the woman. And to all my single dudes and my ladies, have you entered the rest of the father? I'm I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not going to discuss it. I'll just throw it out there. I think it's a key. It's just so, so good in life to just enter the rest of the Father. Just enter that rest. Um, Matthew 8. So Jesus is just sleeping in the boat. And there's this crazy storm happening. Right? 
Jesus wasn't bothered. I like the word bothered. Who gets bothered in here? Lord, help me. Jesus wasn't bothered. He was just, I'm taking a nap right now. What's the matter? Jesus, Jesus. you know, imagine them like waking him up like, we are going to die. (laughs) All that screaming, that's what they told him. Like, bro, we're going under right now. (laughs) What is happening? Why aren't you doing anything? And he was just not even bothered. Oh, okay, be quiet. I think that's what the Lord, and I, I mean, there's so much happening right now just in, in the world, in our country. And, um, but I think more than anything, I just see the Lord, God is so much deeper. Like the, the wells of who God is, of who the Holy Spirit is in our life, go so much deeper than anything else. And uh, it's unshakable. If he's the rock we build our lives on, nothing that happens in the earth is going to shake it. Nothing. And I think the more the, you know, the spirit of Antichrist, different things arise, the more that happens, the more God's bride is, uh, is going to shine because it's just going to show how pathetic <laughs> it is with, without him. If you're, if, you're not, if you're not a part of the kingdom, it's, it's just sand. It's just... It's nothing. And there's, there's a, a rest that God has for us, church. There's a, a deep rest that we can enter into when we're with him. Amen? So, yep. And then practical, again, we got to reduce that sugar intake. If we want to get good sleep, we got to get rid of some caffeine. No, that's like a straight-up rebuke. But if you want good sleep, these are the things, these are the things we got to do. And then I've found, I don't know about you guys, but probably from 9 p.m. until 11, like, I'm really not that productive. So just finding the right things to do at that time of day and not forcing myself or just being, yeah, just being knowledgeable of that. Like, maybe I should just go to bed right now. (laughs) You know, because we have that weird thought. I mean, it's like kids. They really have it, right? Like, if I go to sleep, I'm going to miss all the fun in the universe. Like, Santa Claus will walk in the second I go to sleep. <laughs> it's not Christmas. I don't care, you know. It's just you're going to miss out, fear missing out. No, we can, in Christ, we can just let go of that church and just be a peace. Okay, we got to move on to the final thing, and that is chicken soup. We have some chicken broth here brought to you by Members Mark. <laughs> oh, no added MSG. Praise God. Can I put this here? Is that distracting? <laughs> Dee's like, what is my boy doing up here? <laughs> I don't know, man. This is just what the Lord show. <laughs> Chicken soup. And the more current version is bone broth, okay? If you're not hip, if you don't know, it's bone broth, okay? Okay? Uh, collagen, right? Bone broth. So, uh... We're going to take a, uh, go all the way back into the Old Testament, Leviticus 17, 10 through 11. Thank you, Abby. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it for you on the altar to make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that makes atonement by the life. So again, that just is speaking of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, the blood that makes atonement for our sins, right? So... How many of you guys, who, who can tell me, where does blood come from? Where is it made? In the bones, in the marrow. Isn't that crazy? You guys ever think about that? 
I don't know how either, Dane. Like, it's, it's in there, and then it comes out somehow. I See, this is what I'm telling you. I'm not the person to be talking about this. But blood is made in the bones. It's amazing. It's amazing. And, of course, blood helps with, with the immune system tremendously, right? It's, it's transferring. And, you know, that for many, many years when they, people did not have uh, knowledge, this is why knowledge of God and revelation is so important, people did not understand that the life of the flesh is in the blood. I forget who it was, but one of, one of our former presidents or founding fathers, he was bled to death because they thought his, he had bad blood. So people used to bleed you because they thought, oh, the, the blood is bad, you know. And there was reasons they thought this, but yeah, is they had leeches and all is gross, all kinds of gross things. Praise God, but His Word says the life of the flesh is in the blood. But we're talking about uh, bones, you know, bone broth, chicken broth, chicken soup. Whoever gets really excited about some chicken soup when you're sick, mom, mom comes to the rescue, right? I had the, uh, I had that like Campbell's can stuff growing up. I've moved on to like the, the Progresso and the, the Chunky. Oh, talk about some good soup right there, man. Those big pieces. But homemade, who's ever had like good homemade soup though? Oof, the glory. Chicken soup, yes. So ch- chicken soup for the soul. Who remembers the chicken soup for the soul? <laughs> Those books, man, when I was a kid, this is when bookstores were still a thing. Uh, I would see so many of these books. And just for giggles, I went on their website yesterday, and they have, like, hundreds and hundreds of books. I'm not trying to make fun of them. I just think it's hilarious. Um, so I came up with my own title because, like, I would see the most outrageous, like, chicken noodle soup for the prenatal soul or something. I don't know. So I came up with one. It's, mine is chicken soup for the precalculus albino slot car racing Chilean younger brother. Yeah. I'm going to submit that. It's probably going to be made. It's, ju- it's just a joke. It's not, it's not for your notes. If you want to write it down, <laughs> chicken soup for the pre-calculus, albino, slot car racing, Chilean, younger brother. Anyways, now that I've derailed my sermon, chick- who's, who's, who's been touched by chicken soup, bone broth? Who's been blessed by that? Yes. So we now understand like uh, collagen and, and things that in, in bone broth, especially, it's really good for your gut, helps your, heal your gut and your digestion, and that's really important. So, so I'm going to throw this out to you guys because, like I said, when we're, um, we're sick or when there's a problem, we need to be eating the good stuff. Like We need to be putting into our physical and spiritual bodies things that are going to help our immune system. Amen. Like we, if our physical body has an immune system that's fighting for us, how much more do we have angels and, and God's kingdom and Jesus interceding at the right hand of the father for us? Like there is so much power and authority that is available to us. So that's what, that's what we're talking about here today is God's powerful, uh, immune system, if you will, you know, his, his forces, his, his force for good. So we're going to feed that today. Okay. So if we're going to make soup, um, I just had some funny things here. So we want to make some broth. So maybe you're, you're, you're cooking up your broth. You have the word of God. You got your scripture. You got your Bible in a year. Okay. You got, I'm going to read through Genesis. Okay. I'm going to read through the Psalms today. I'm going to read through, you know, we're going to, we're going to get that every day, a little, you know, sipping on that, right? Read the word and discuss it with your family. Maybe, you know, get, come out. We do Bible study on Tuesday nights. 
or get with a buddy on, on like weekly if you can and, and just discuss the word, get into it. Um, so, you know, get your broth, get your, you know, are you going to drink that broth in the morning or the evening? You know, when you get in that broth, then we can throw in some cubed chicken, right? We're making this homemade now. Okay. This isn't just Dinty Moore. I love Dinty Moore, but that's stew. That's something else. So we got some stories of hope, courage, faith, heroes in the faith. Get some heroes in the faith in there. So maybe you could read about Amy Carmichael. She's a missionary to India. Just gave her life, gave everything for these mostly uh, girls, young girls, older girls. And people, I mean, over in India, persecution was so bad, you'd be killed if you became a Christian. But just, just never-ending faithfulness to God, even while she was bedridden. Throw some, you know, get, read up on Amy Carmichael in there, or maybe St. Patrick, you know. Get some of that in your, in your life. Read about heroes in the faith, amen? Then we got to add the carrots and the celery. It's no chicken soup is not complete without the carrots and the celery, right? And I know there's people in here who despise celery, but... If you cut it up real small, it, it's just good for you, okay? We need it. Okay, so listen to some ter- uh, sermons by different, you know, different teachers and preachers. Uh, I recently was listening to Alistair Begg. I don't know if you've heard of him, but Scottish preacher. who He's in, uh, in Ohio, and his whole story, testimony is amazing. Delicious, delicious. He had all these sermons about Christmas, and the birth of Christ, and it's just tasty. You guys ever listen to a sermon or read something, and you're like, man, that is delicious. I need more of that. And then you got it, you know? And then it, hopefully, it, you know, everything is always bringing us back to, to the Lord. Of course, it's, it's all his. It's the, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. But we got to throw in some of those, those veggies, right? And we need some, like, nurturing media in our lives, Right? Read great books that cultivate your spirit, man. A couple suggestions. Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan. It's a spiritual allegory. Who's, who's read that? I'm curious. It's deep, man. That oof. Um, Ted Decker's Circle Series. It's kind of a modern-day allegory. That, I did not know what I was getting into. Someone recommended, recommended that to me, and I started reading it, and I was like, whoa, I just fell into a giant pit of joy. <laughs> no, it's really good. Um, but yeah, getting, just getting good things in your spirit, quiet your soul before the Lord and just, you know, get that, get that cup of hot soup for your spirit, man, and just cozy up to the father that, you know, in, in wintertime, it's, it's cold outside. Right. And trying to, I've been trying to do some work outside and some days I'm like, dude, my hands don't even work. Like, you know, God bless all those men and women who have to you know, do construction, do different jobs outside in the elements. And of course, I always, whenever it's really cold, I'm like, Lord, just be, please be with the, our homeless friends, you know, just protect them. We even pray that right now, Lord, that all the, the less fortunate in Nashville, you'd be with them, Lord. You provide for them. You'd shelter them, God. Yeah. Amen. Um, but it's just a time in the winter, you know, the, the cold and flu season and yada, yada, yada. Um, it, we just need to bolster our our natural bodies. But I feel like this year is, like the Lord said, it's a year of the immune system. It's the year where you're going to see miracles happen. You're going to see, um, you know, when we, when we think about and learn about the immune system and see what it's capable of, it's, it's amazing. I mean, there's so many things that should take us out, um, but we have our immune system. And I think the Lord's going to open our eyes to the spiritual realm more this year. We're going to see 
his wonder-working power uh, in our lives and in others. And uh, that's just what I feel like God has for this year. And then also for the last ingredient for soup, you can throw in some pepper flakes, some hot sauce. So that would be, uh, let's, let's pray in tongues some. Hello. It's in the Bible. It's real. It's for today. It doesn't have to make sense. Receive prayer. Who, who needs some prayer up in here? We need prayer, right? When you come, listen, guys, you know, you can ask, you could call up a friend, ask for prayer anytime. But when you come to church or you come to Friday Night Fire, you know, if you need prayer, just get it. Be bold, you know. If they, if they say, anyone need prayer for this, raise that hand. And get some prophetic ministry after church sometime, you know. So there's things we can do to feed ourselves and to, to, to nurture, to grow what the Holy Spirit has already begun in us, right? We're not just on the defensive with this. We're on the offense, right? We're proactive. Ever since I got married, and maybe even a little bit before that, when Courtney and I were dating, you know, she would be doing like putting garlic, like you cut pieces of garlic and you put them in your nose and your ears and you chew it. And I was like, dude, this is intense. And then I tried and I was like, oh, you know, it works. I mean, the, and, and I married, and, and, but I started because I didn't, just me being me, I was like, I don't want to do that stuff until I'm sick. And then I'll like, okay, I'll deal with it now. But there's things we can be proactive with. And that's what happens too when you get involved in a family and you, you really you know, start asking questions like, how, how do I navigate this part of life? And how do I deal with a loss? And how, how can I grow you know, this? And how can I be a better friend? And all these questions, when you're in community, when you're surrounded, it's going to rub off on you guys. And you, you, it's there for the taking. The kingdom of God is, is taken by force. And uh, I just think this is a year of being proactive in the kingdom and really just stewarding, being grateful for the boundaries God's given us, being grateful for his blessings. And like I said at the beginning, Jesus is our immunity. It's immunity. The blood of Jesus is what cleanses us. It's what brings us access to the throne room of God. If maybe we would just close our eyes for a minute and I want you to picture yourself walking into the throne room. You know, when Jesus died, that veil, a thick veil from the ceiling to the floor that no one could go into, only the high priest went once a year to, for the atonement. It was torn from top to bottom. It was a definitive act of God himself saying, all access is made because of the price that was paid, because of the blood of my son. Now all of humanity can come into my presence if they choose it. They can come to the mercy seat. They can come access the riches of my kingdom. They can come offer prayers and, and petitions for their neighbors to be saved. They can come ask for healing for loved ones. They can come ask and ask me for anything. Let 2022 be a year where we enter in through that veil. There's more. There's more in the kingdom. And God has given, I believe he's breaking off so much fear. The spirit of fear is not our inheritance. We tell that thing to go in Jesus' name. And Lord, we just thank you for that, that access you've given us, Lord, because of Jesus. Lord, we look to you, Jesus. You are the, the beginning and the end. You are everything. And you modeled all of this for us, Lord. You lived a perfect life and died a sinner's death so that we could enter in. So, Lord, I just ask that we could 
access that on a deeper level this year. Thank you, Lord. And just one final thing. I, I do believe there's, there, there has to be practical steps for this. And I believe the Lord's going to show you this morning. Maybe something I said, maybe something that your wife or husband or friend's been telling you for a long time. Hey, you might want to do this. <laughs> I just, uh, I ask you, Holy Spirit, you would highlight those things to us. And you give us the grace to do them, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your blood, Lord Jesus. Amen. That's such a good word. Amen. And I really feel like the Holy Spirit's going to just continue to unpack this. For many of you, he's going to continue to give you revelation about the immune system and about how to really strengthen your spirit in this time. And one area I felt him just speaking to me that, to shine some light on is how it talks about in, in 1 Corinthians. We, we have a really fun skit we do for this particular scripture with, with inner city kids but it's the scripture that says bad company corrupts good character. And so we have this doctor's office skit where everybody has, you know, they're sneezing or they're vomiting or they're <laughs> itching, whatever. And you see whatever they're dealing with starts to spread and it's contagious. And then at the very end, a pregnant lady walks in and, and everyone runs away screaming. <laughs> Pregnancy is not contagious. <laughs> but, and it's not a sickness. Um, <laughs> But anyways, I just felt like God was really challenging us today, you know, if you're just to really watch even who you're getting around, you know, if you, if you're immune compromised, you're not going to go into a room necessarily of a bunch of sick people and hug and kiss them. And no, there's, there's part of a reality of like, Hey, I'm not feeling good. Don't come give me a kiss. Like, <laughs> you know, but I, I felt like God was just really challenging us to, you know, watch who we're really spending a lot of time with. If it's people who are really negative or, um, yeah, just not, not eagle friends, you know, that are really trying to go upward and high, uh, doesn't mean you ignore them or, or treat them without love. You still love those people, but you still have your inner circle who are the people who really strengthen you, your, your, comrades that really help you to hit your high calling and not just bring you down. Um, but I also just felt the Lord challenging us in any way that, you know, we, we have emotions, we go through things in life. And, you know, when you're sick in life, what do you, what do you do? You go to your practitioner or your doctor, or you go to someone that can actually give you wisdom to help. Um, you don't just go around to, you know, like little children and like hug them and <laughs> cough on them or whatever, and that's not going to help you and it's just going to spread it. And so I just felt like God was even just challenging us today to, to really go, go to the source for healing. And y'all know that Jesus is the ultimate healer. Amen. And, you know, sometimes we could just be tempted just to, we just want to stay in what's comfortable or um, even in negativity. But you know, we're supposed to 
bring that to the Lord or bring that to someone that can actually help you, not just like fester in it with you. Does that make sense? So I just want to pray that for us. God, I thank you for your word. Thank you, God, that you, you do give us prescriptions in your word. And God, we thank you for, for health and vitality in this community. And God, I thank you. I thank you for all, every relationship, every person in this building is life-giving. And God, I thank you that you're taking us to the next level as a family and, and pushing each other forward, pushing one another towards you, Jesus, towards the great physician. And, and I just pray for anyone in here that feels alone or feels like, well, I only have like this friend or my family's this way or whatever. I just pray, God, that you would give them breakthrough. I pray, God, that you would, yeah, you set the lonely in families. I just want to encourage y'all. Yeah, if you've been like, oh, I feel like I don't have anyone positive speaking into my life. You should share with someone today. I just want to challenge you to just get that, get that good vitamins, get those good vitamins from the body body of Christ in your life. So, yeah. All right. Well, if, if we could have the, all the pillars, the, the elders of the church and the staff come up, we are going to just do a, a few minutes here. If you need prayer for anything, if you need prayer for healing or just anything that was brought up this morning, we'd love to take that time, just a few minutes, and, uh, and do that. So, yes.